We are I. I noticed something interesting that I've been tracking with all my my analytics that I collect. And I used to collect these every single day. You know, and I just realized that there wasn't huge fluctuations and everything was pretty stable. So now I just do it once a week. And uh, even more important to me that I track this now that I've started this uh, TRT. And one thing that I noticed over the last 11 weeks that I've been um, tracking my data again once a week typically on Thursdays, this just happened to be Friday mornings, I forgot yesterday, is that on the mornings when I work out late at night and sit in the sauna, my blood pressure seems to be high. Now, normally my blood pressure is sub 120, sub 80, you know, typically like a 115 to 120 over a 70 to 80, you know, somewhere around there, your systolic and diastolic um, blood pressure. So, but now it's kind of trending up around like the, you know, 125 to 130, you know, 75 over 85, somewhere around there. Resting pulse rate still good. But I just noticed that my blood pressure is higher. And I tried really hard not to eat when I got home last night, but I was hungry. I just needed something to eat. So I ate a little bit because I know that eating late at night, this also affects my blood pressure the next day. So I'm a little skewed in this data, but the one thing is I have noticed a moderate trend and I have to figure out what this trend is and what's causing it. Now, this doesn't lead me to any kind of concern because, you know, although that it might put you in the beginning stages of grade one hypertension, I know that my blood pressure typically is always going to be sub 120 over sub 80. So, but again, when we look at this as long term, this is the whole point of collecting this data. When I look at this long term, what does that say for the body? Is there, is there inflammation in the body still? Was it I got a more restless sleep? Was it, you know, the body's not fully recovered by the morning time? Um, what is it? You know, like, what is that actual measure? What is, what is the detriment of this? Which, again, we're talking a very, very, very subtle shift. And if I collected this data over the time, I would see peaks and valleys in my blood pressure, but still, you know, my internal age, you know, is sub 25 years old. You know, my metabolic age is, you know, 42 this morning, you know, but that's not of huge concern to me because it is statistically always higher because of the metrics of how it's calculated. And, you know, according to the body mass index, I'm teetering on that brink of obese considering that I'm 180.6 pounds. And I think the optimal healthy range for somebody my height is 145 to 150 pounds, which is insane to me. Losing 30, 35 pounds off my body when my body fat percentage you know, I think it's 23.4 this morning or something along those lines, which is in the optimal range. So when I look at these things, I'm like, okay, these metrics and this data is clearly obviously skewed. And what are the metrics of how, what, what's the software behind the blood pressure cuff? Like, I actually don't know. I don't know how it's calculated. I know 
roughly and have a pretty good general idea, but is there anything that skews that data at all? Like how it skews the data with the body mass index. Because again, the body mass index is not for people like me. It's not. And then we know it's anybody who's athletic, works out, anybody who takes care of themselves, you really shuttle yourself outside of the norm, which puts you outside of these statistics where you're compared against the normal populace. Now, is the software that's inside this blood pressure cuff the same way? I don't know. Well, and the same thing for my, you know, my, my heart monitor that gauges my SpO2 levels, you know, my blood oxygen levels, my aortic pulse wave activity. Is that software also skewed? It made me really just try to think, I don't know anything about this software, the code that's in any of these machines that I use, even though I have been forwardly faced this entire time with the knowledge and knowing because of the body mass index and height to weight ratios and waist circumferences that this data, when it's plugged into these software models, is 100% skewed. This is the one brilliant thing about getting DEXA scans is it throws all that side out of or all that information outside of the norm when it comes to subcutaneous fat, visceral fat, uh, lean body mass, bone density, because it calculates it all specifically to you. Now, it compares you against the normal populace, but the one thing is most of the people getting DEXA scans are, you know, on the athletic side. So the pool of people it's comparing you to is a little bit more of your peers, which that's what I want. I want like, what is a fucking jacked athlete, you know, my age, my height? That's who I want to be compared against. Not the average populace. That means nothing to me. And it actually is to my cognitive detriment, to my emotional and physical detriment. Because I know what like 145 pounds feels like to me. And I know what my body is capable. And that makes me a weak man. Physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm an emaciated little skeleton at that weight. And I don't like it. I pick things up. They feel heavy. My my tendons, my ligaments don't feel supportive to my body. You know, my tertiary and secondary muscle groups, they don't feel stabilizing to the joints. My primary muscle groups don't feel powerful. I don't feel powerful. So again, clicking on this data was this proof this is a commitment that I made that, you know, before I started taking the TRT that I would track this data for my doctor and I would do it every single week while I'm on it to see if there's any major shifts, you know, in my overall health in a negative way. And if it is, then we can assess what that information is from there. But the one thing that it does show, even if I pick a consistent day because life is not consistent, these numbers fluctuate all the time, but they are fluctuating with inside of a healthy category and normal metrics. And again, but based on what, right? Based on what? So I don't know what to do with this information or where to be able to take this, but really this signals to me what that gentleman bio lane that keeps shitting on all these people. He shit on the Oreo cookie study from Harvard yesterday. And I guess this is kind of what got this thought process. Me thinking about this in my mind, even though I think about it regularly, is that he's just like, well, great. You know, this Harvard scientist took this, you know, um, did made this study that Oreo cookies have like a 300x better result than statins. 
But he's like, the problem is, is you picked like a unicorn population to be able to speak to. And he's like, it's completely unrealistic. And it's like, no, motherfucker, this might be unrealistic to you. But it's very realistic to me because this is the point that I've been trying to prove to my doctor the whole time is that when you are on an ultra low carbohydrate diet and your blood cholesterol levels are high because your liver is pumping more cholesterol into your system for energy, that it's not a trigger for me to be able to take a statin. And I need studies like this. So sure, you might call me a unicorn within this world of data and analytics, but I'm still there. And there's lots of people like me because guess who is on a low carbohydrate diet? Every fucking person who is on a ketogenic diet, which does not make it, which does not make it a unicorn. It makes it so that it's a unicorn to you. And this is what this guy fails to see, which is annoying to me. Because if people didn't do these studies to be able to talk to smaller population and subgroups like myself, I would then be compared against the populace, which I don't fit into that model, but I have to live within that model. And then doctors give me advice on them. All practitioners and professionals give me advice based on those models, which is not good advice for me, which I've been arguing, pushing back against for years. So, Don't shit on the study. Say that because this is the whole point of this podcast is I'm collecting all this data. I'm going through all these analytics, but what is it actually proving? What is it? Because again, unless if I've found an avenue like DEXA scans to be able to be compared against the population I want to be compared against in the Harvard study, I'm just against the average normal person who's not willing to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to get their day started and work out once or twice or three times a day or sauna or ice bath or cold shower or eat ultra low carbohydrate diets or not eat chips not eat chocolate bars you know not eat chinese food or pizza or any of that shit so what am i being compared against so that's enough of a rant this morning i'll drop it there but i think you guys kind of get my point where It's like you need to invest, you need to know, you need to understand your best health because the only person who is truly going to have your best health care in mind is you.